Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Journal Podcast. So this episode is going to be a little bit of a different structure. Um, While I'm laying in bed late at night, I'm just going to pick up my phone and record for this episode. Um, Just kind of like my thought that night. Right now I'm thinking um, a little deep. This is something I've never told anyone, but I was just thinking about that commercial, um, all, all of those commercials about antidepressants and how they have the woman who's driving in the car holding up her happy face sign all the time because she's not happy and she's frowning behind it she has to hold that mask up so that everyone can just see her happy face and not see how sad she really is and I think people normally laugh at that commercial and they're like oh stupid but it's just true I was thinking about how the past couple days I've been kind of low and I've had some comments about how I'm seeming off or I'm seeming different and I realized the real reason I'm seeming off and I'm seeming different is because I don't have my normal mask on and that's obviously a sign of another episode coming on so looking forward to that good night so I recorded that clip about four to five months ago and here's a little update from me Welcome back to another episode of Journal Podcast. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. I think I'm just going to talk a little bit about kind of coming to the realization of mental health um, and mental illness and I don't know, trusting yourself, believing yourself and, um, you know, Putting self-doubt aside, because I think a big thing about mental illness that a lot of people struggle with and that we don't talk about much is the doubt of the actual illness. So I feel like a lot of people don't reach out and get help because they're doubting the illness. Um, And they're saying, well, is this the illness or is this just me? And... I think it's really important to separate the illness from yourself. And that's something that I've had a hard time with in the past. So I wanted to talk about it here today. So first I'm going to start a little bit with a little bit of my, um, eating history and kind of my, last episode, I believe the last one or the one before was kind of talking about my relationship with food. 
And having that conversation out loud was something I never would have been able to do. Even, I mean, definitely not before I went to college. So definitely not in the past before three years ago, but I 100% would not have been able to do it before three years ago. But honestly, even in the last like year, that that conversation is a conversation I probably would not have been able to have. So um, whether or not I have been able to accomplish all of what I've hoped for in my growth with food, I am at least able to recognize and kind of have that conversation that I do have an eating disorder and that I've been going through disordered eating my entire life, which is kind of something I knew, but I, I've always had a harder time differentiating between picky eating and disordered eating. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. Um, last summer, summer of 2020, and kind of just being at home all of all of um, COVID, so starting in March, and then I was, um, as I've said before, I, I was home first semester last year. I'm in college, and I was home first semester for most of it, which was so hard for me. And I was with my parents a lot, and I was being told, you know, this is what you can eat, this is where you can't eat. Um, and, you know, they're trying to help me, they're trying to help me eat better. But being told what you can and can't eat leads to more disordered eating, leads to binge eating, um, kind of puts preferences on you know, I can't have this, this is a forbidden food, so this is what I want to eat, um, and stuff like that, and these are, this conversation that I'm having out loud right now is a conversation that I still am not able to have with my parents, I'm still not able to have with a lot of people, with most people, because even the knowledge of eating disorders and disordered eating is so new to me because I've been lying to myself for so long. And I think that's a great example of, you know, telling yourself that this is you, this is your personality, this is who you are. No, it's not who you are. My eating disorder is not who I am. It should not be my personality because I am not a disease. I'm not an illness. It is an illness that I have, but I am not the illness. And that's something that I've struggled with for a really, really long time because I think when you feel comfortable around food and you eat naturally, and don't have a problem ordering in front of people or eating in front of people or talking about food with other people, then you neglect 
so you, you don't realize how hard it is for other people that go through food stuff every single day and it's it's really a daily conversation food for me and other people it's a, it doesn't have to be it's it just is you know it always comes up it's not something that i bring up it's not something i like to talk about but somehow it comes into every conversation i i, I swear i think it's me overthinking it but i swear i comes into my day almost every single day and i end up talking about food and i end up talking about something that makes me uncomfortable and it's hard i've had trouble with the boundary of saying being able to say you know i don't want to talk about this it's this not something i feel comfortable speaking about or being able to say you know i don't have to justify myself to you this is just how how it is how i am and i don't have to let you know that it's it's just what it is you know you know being able to stand up for yourself and um take yourself out of those positions that you shouldn't have to be in and i feel like i'm a little bit talking in circles right now um but basically the idea is over time i've been i have gotten so much more comfortable um in the uncomfortable and i think that stemmed from in i think maybe it was september of last year i can't really put the pieces back together maybe october but i reached out to and this is something that's really hard for me to talk about because i haven't really talked about it but um i reached out to a a eating disorder clinic and i went through the process of trying to check myself in to an eating disorder clinic um unfortunately i couldn't get in and i had to go back to school there was a time period where it would have been a really good time for me to go and it just didn't work out um so it's been something i've had to work on more by myself um but it's something i'd be interested in doing in the future but um i tried to check myself into the eating disorder clinic and i had to be on the phone with a woman for about 2 hours and i did a 2 hour interview um you know not just talking about food talking about my life talking about my childhood talking about trauma and depression um which if you've been listening i am also diagnosed with depression um and obsessive compulsive disorder which goes into my disordered eating but i i had to talk about all of this stuff with this woman that i had never met never talked to in my life and she was you know she was fabulous she was so sweet and she was so open and so kind and she just let me talk she just let me continuously talk and talk and talk and 
what came out of my mouth were so many words that I'd never heard in my life. I've never heard myself say them. I've never heard anyone say them. I didn't even know what was going on inside of me until these words came out of my mouth. And I had never fully put my eating story out there before, out in words to anyone, to myself even. And I think literally just explaining that to this lady, you know, she's just taking notes. She's not a professional. She was just kind of taking notes, trying to set up what she think would be best for me. Um, and you know, how she could get me in and she just, you know, she said, okay, okay. And didn't, didn't really have any prompts. You know, she wasn't a therapist. She didn't try to therapize me. She didn't say like, and how does that make you feel? She just kind of asked questions and moved on. And I answered them all very honestly with no judgment, no backlash, because I knew there was no counseling. There was nothing behind it. And I would never talk to this lady ever again. And how refreshing that was. My goodness, I have never done something like that in my life. I've, I've never felt so free and without repercussion, being able to tell my story. That was amazing. It's, it's kind of a feeling I feel like I don't know if I'll ever feel again, but I need to work towards. So my last my last video, uh, uh, my last podcast I shared with you guys, I'm pretty sure, was called My Relationship with Food. And like I've said, I've come a long way. I have so much work to do. But being able to put those words out there for you guys to hear, that's big for me. And that was so incredibly hard to do. So I'm proud of myself for making that recognition and, you know, being able to tell my disordered eating story. And that's, that's part one. Um, I know I haven't spoke to you guys in a little bit, so part two is about depression. I have a new, I think I've maybe said this, but I have a new psychiatrist and she is fabulous. I love her and she made me go through a DNA testing process where I figure out what medications are best for me um, and what works well with my body, works well with my, um, just my genes basically, and what would interact and what doesn't interact well. And I figured out so many things. I figured out why medications have been so poor for me in the past. And I actually figured out that my depression does have a um, neurological explanation with the genetic makeup of my brain. 
Um, so I have a, I have a um, different kind of depression, which was really interesting because I think most people with depression don't get that validation, like that that they are depressed. They don't get that de- validate, validation. You know, you're depressed because you have this little thing in your brain that actually doesn't work. Most people that are depressed don't get that for them. And I did, which was, you know, really, really great for me to not have in the back of my head, God, you're just sad. Stop being sad. Um, you're fine. You can get over it. All that kind of stuff. Um, and I have a lot of people in my life that are anti-medications. So that was really hard too in the past where people would say, you know, you don't need to take that. You just can be happier. All that kind of crap, actual crap that is really frustrating for someone with a mental illness. And now I'm here and I can say, hey, I do need that medication because that's fixing that little thing in my brain. That's what it's doing. They're not just happy pills. It's, it fixes that little thing in my brain that's broken. Um, and as you can see, I'm a psychology major who knows so much about functional neuroscience and how that brain works. But, you know, we're getting there. But... Um, I got that validation from my psychiatrist that most people are not blessed enough to get. And then I got on this new medication, this new medication that was so great for me. I have never had a medication that worked so well for me. I have medications that worked, eh, okay, and medications that had the most insane side effects that put me through living hell. Um, So I've had all over the place and having a medication that A, works and B, doesn't have any horrible side effects was amazing. I have gone, don't know the exact amount of time, maybe it's four months now, maybe longer. I've gone that long without an episode, which is, wow. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time it's been that long since an episode. I, I can't remember the last time I've been this happy for such a, a long period of time. And that is huge for my depression too, and huge for my recognition of my illness. Um, Again, I think we spend a lot of time saying, you're just sad, you're going to get over it, you're going to be okay. Other people tell you that. You tell yourself that. You have all of this doubt. It's just me. It's just how I am. I'm just a sad person. No, you are not. Depression is a disease. Depression is an illness. It is not you. So... Again, it's the same thing that I said about eating disorders. Mental illnesses are illnesses. They're sicknesses. They are not you. You are not defined by your mental illness. And I will say that so many times. But that's the realization I was able to achieve from this. You know, a lot of people don't have that. And I'm so blessed 
to have come across that for myself because it's something I've been wanting for myself for so long. Um, and here I am knowing, yes, I am depressed, but no, I am not depression because I am happy. I'm here. I am on my medication that's doing so great for me. I'm in therapy. I'm having this relationship with my very few listeners. Love you guys. And I'm feeling so much better. And I know that it's depression and it is not my character that has got me in the past. Episodes are episodes and they are my depression and my OCD, but not Zoe. And now you know my name. Wow. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to cut that out. So it is what it is. Um, yes, my name is Zoe. Hi. Um, so these are some really big things for me that have happened. Um, as recent as the past couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months, um, and even just in the last year. And they're big things for my mental health and really, really big things for eliminating the stigma against mental illness, which I really, really hope we can all work together to do. And if you are struggling through a mental illness, I think Believe it or not, I used to read this and I used to be like, oh, that's crap, who cares? But really differentiating you from your mental illness, I mean, that was that was crazy for me. That was so beneficial. And it it really helped me to realize who I am, which I've been struggling with a lot lately. So thank you so much for joining me for another episode of journal podcast I really love talking to you guys you know it helps me make my day so much better and I hope I can help with anyone who is struggling with mental illness by listening to this episode today and thank you for listening to my crazy journey um even though you probably don't care um but it's so beneficial for me to just talk to you guys um So thank you for listening to an episode of Journal Podcast, and I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your day.